I'm Contessa Hudson, a property manager, a realtor with Redstone Family Realty, as well as a herbalist and a life coach. And you're listening to Rebuke. everyone this is marcus and you're now listening to rebuke podcast this is the 54th episode and this is probably going to be very controversial due to the nature of what we're about to talk about today but it needs to be addressed because i think it's a very serious issue and it's an issue that black the black community keeps sweeping under the rug but um it needs to be brought up to the forefront so I'd like to thank everybody for supporting my podcast and everything. Continue supported by sharing it with your friends and family on all social media platforms. If you want to be a financial uh, donor, just hit the link that says donate and you can donate up to 99 cents per month or $9.99 per month. Um, if you don't want to go that route, you can also donate to my pot, uh, my cash app dollar sign rebuke R E B U K E E zero six. That is Dollar sign R E B U K E E zero six. Now, I'm gonna start the, sh- the show like this. Back in 2005, when I was a senior in college, um, I was invited to this Bible study, and I'm trying to make this short as possible, everyone. So I was invited to this all girl Bible study. Now, and so. For for uh, privacy purposes, I won't say the girls' names or or anything. So someone someone probably still listen to my show, and I don't want to them that negative backlash, and I don't want the lawsuits because I ain't got no money. Um. So anyway, I went to this all girl Bible study. It started off okay, then I started noticing some um, things that are, were off, and. Uh, I felt very uncomfortable. So I tried to leave this Bible study. So once I, I found that opening to leave the Bible study, here comes a man that comes into the Bible study, grabs my hand and brings me back inside the Bible study. And you could tell this guy was the leader. The girls were excited and, um, he said some things that gets women all excited. You talk about relationships and prosperity. They they got all excited and some start crying or anything. Um, this Bible study, uh, the same guy, I guess the minister, he was a minister. Uh, he reached out to me and tried to push me for some reason. Now I've no, I didn't know what he was doing at the time, but I thought he wanted to fight. Now I know he wanted me to fall out. So, um, it kept on doing that 
to me several times and I looked at him weird like what are you doing so after that and all that um, what was dangerous about this Bible study is what he did next um, he went to a particular woman and said to her you know what you remind me of you remind me of a female Jesus and he begins he gets on his knees and bows down to her and he said I worship you my heart dropped and I ran out that dorm room you hear me um, Hussein Bolt didn't have nothing on me that night uh, if you clocked me on the 40 I probably ran a 3-9 um, I went and told somebody what transpired and and I think that Bible study broke up but at the time I I think I got received some back, backlash from the women some of the women for telling on them what was going on but looking back on it I, I won't I don't regret it I'm glad I told now somebody might ask you Marcus why at why are you say, telling this story? This story is coincides with what just transpired a couple oh, a week or so ago with Pastor Mike Todd out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, the title of this show is called "This is Is This Your Pastor?" Is this your pastor? Um, I talked to various people, and I'm glad to have a good friend. I consider her a friend. You know, I talked to her about. Thing, good things and several topics so i have contessa uh on the show to talk about what transpired this past weekend and talk about her thoughts and and and, and opinions about what transpired so contessa thank you for coming on the show you're welcome all right um some people might say why well, you didn't have a minister to come on the show i'll say well i i tried it but then I thought about it. Marcus, didn't you used to do outreach ministry in Detroit for seven and a half years? Yeah. So won't you be qualified to talk about this from a theological standpoint? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need to find one. <laughs> so I am, am a mediator and going to bring you some sense dollars and cents uh from the from a biblical standpoint from this show i'm gonna try to keep my, my opinions to the end of the show i'm gonna let contessa and her and her bring her her raw uh, raw energy and opinions to the show so contessa let's get into it man um because this is um i feel that people just <laughs> what transpired it people just like try to forget about it real quickly and just throw it under the rug and act like it never happened which is a bad thing. And um, if R. Kelly issue been dragged out for years <laughs> and um, and but this was one swept under the rug, but two different issues, but very dangerous. So thank you, Contessa, for coming on the show again. So let's go ahead and get to it. Um, Contessa, when you uh, saw this disturbing video. Uh, no, no. Before I go into questions, I'm going to give you a little background of Pastor Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Todd attends and governs a mega church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is married and he's a father of four children. 
And he became popular when him when him him and his wife wrote this book called Relationship Goals. Once again, you, they you talk about relationships, you blow up. Um, now he's famous for rubbing spit on a black man's face. Now, now, now I'm going to the first question. What was your initial reaction when you saw this video? My initial reaction was disgust. I was enraged. I couldn't even, once he spit in his hand, I stopped the video. I stopped the video because I was like, you know, what is this? Um, and I actually waited till the next day to go back and finish watching it. Mm. Um, and um, I still had that same initial shock. Um, just why? Um, so many questions um, popped up in my head just thinking, okay, what, what's the purpose of this? Um, why would he do this? Why did he choose to pick a young male to do this? Uh, would the reaction be different if, if their age was different or if it was a female he did it to? So it, it invoked a, a lot of different emotions within me. Oh, okay. Now, I just did some research and read that this young man he done this to was his brother. So does that make any difference that it was his bro, his his kin? No. no. <laughs> you like no? Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Now, um, now my ne- next question is to to me to you is now this once again I'm this is not an attack on Christianity. I'm not that type of dude. I don't talk about religion like that because um, I respect all of them, but. Me been growing up in the Christian back uh, back uh, family in that background, it, I ha- happen to have some knowledge about it. Um, my second question is, what has happened to Christianity? Uh, what has it become to now we rub and spit on people's faces just to get a point across or stuff like that? Once again. We're not here to bash the religion. We just, I mean, but here to have a, 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 a edu- educated conversation. In your eyes, what, what is, has happened? Because, like, I'm I'm 30-something. I'm close to 40. And I'm quite sure you 20-something. <laughs> but, uh, so then we got, like, 60 years of, you know, so we got, like, 60 years of, um or more experience in the in the in Christianity. We I know we never saw this. So no. w- what what do you think is happening now? Um it's similar to the same thing that's happening nationwide, you know, with social media. It's all about the wow factor. Um I, you know anything for like um and at the same time, for this to happen in Christianity, um, it's a mind game. This is a, a psychological thing to where we're grooming um, our members of the church to follow along with whatever the pastor says. He doesn't have, a, have to have a Bible verse to um, back what he's saying. You know, a lot of times once service is over, 
you know, the pastor is getting a lot of praise, you know, about the sermon and the way he shouted and screamed. So it's things to for like um, something different. But for that to take place, um, to me, that was psychological, you know. Mm. Uh, I'm going to add to that. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just think that. Um, and I was talking to my good friend about this and, you know, up in Michigan. And he was like, man, the, the you know, the book, the good book says that my word is sufficient. <laughs> so basically, you know, just just articulate the word in a, in a manner to galvanize the people that should be good enough. Now, smearing DNA on somebody's faces, I don't think that's part of the program. And you can't say that that was a divine intervention or that was that was a that was told to you by the the, the great creator. Now, my n- next question is, I think you already answered number three. So but I'm going to go to the next one. Um, Why do you think Christians are just sweeping this incident under the rug and not making a bigger deal out of it? Because it was a big deal for a couple of days and then poof, is it not even brought up? Um, from experience, I've seen uh, a lot of times the congregation holds the pastor to the same regard as Jesus. Mm. So, uh, if the pastor say Come it, on, man. it must be right. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, uh, it doesn't matter what he could do, how shocking it can be. Uh, if the pastor said that he had a, he was spoken to by God and he was given that information or he was instructed to do that. So it must be for the good. Mm. Okay. Let me, let me take it, ask you this from this point. Um, do you think that people or people are in, in that, in that, Regard, well, I mean, regard Christians sweeping under the rug is because they they're tired of getting a black eye as well. I think that it's almost the normal to where um, they're not going to say anything bad about the pastor. They're not going to go against the pastor, as uh, I've seen for myself, even as a child, where um, I was probably about twelve. And I used to love to read the newspaper from front to cover. And um, the assistant pastor of the church I attended to uh, throughout my childhood and uh, my parents attended before I was I was even born. And the assistant pastor had actually gotten arrested um, at a hotel. He was caught with a prostitute and had um, drugs. He bailed out and was in church in the pulpit Sunday morning and no one batted an eye. No one contested. No one had anything to say. Um, So things like this goes on within the church all the time. And whether it's someone being molested, you know, someone on a different wide um, scale of things, it goes on within the church and it's just pushed under the rug. And if you say something, you're outcast. 
Mm, so that's as if you're going against God. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I had that happen to me before. Um, I was in a church located in Warren, Michigan. And I ain't gonna say the church name. Matter of fact, I'm 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 leave him alone. But the pastor misquoted the Bible verse saying that uh and he told the, the, the congregation that um you will never sin no more. So me being who I am, I asked the question for clarification. Um are you saying this? And he said, yes. And I was like, man, then I said, no, what brother, you ain't right. And the whole congregation looked at me as I had, as we go, we in this pandemic, if I had coronavirus platinum (laughs) at the time and was ready to throw me out ready. I mean, the goons were ready. And then uh, at the church service, I approached him, the pastor. I was like, "Man, why would you say that?" I still have asked him, and I was like, and he said, "Man, I got, I got to give them something to strive for." So, some sometimes the, these these people or or these leaders will say anything, and that people even even if they're wrong, the, the God leader is wrong. They won't say anything, and they sweep it on the rug because, like you said, it's like if you confront them, it's like confronting God, which is a bad thing. Now I'm gonna go to I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the next question. Now I asked several women about this, and Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this black man could be seen in public anymore. Uh, but what do you think about the man that allowed this to happen? They said that's his brother. <laughs> but what is your initial thought of? You see this video of this bro- this brother here, and just say this brother is out you out in public, and his brother approaches you, and you seen this video video of him. Uh, what is your initial thoughts about him? Uh, loss of respect. Um, you 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 can't have the mind frame to be the head of the household and lead your family if you're going to not allow another man to spit in your face and accept it, uh, regardless of the reasoning. Um, I I I'll, I'll loss of respect. You you couldn't date him. Oh no, <laughs> no. I, I wouldn't even deem him worthy of having a conversation with oh. because I say that as um, our, our men and women are being led astray. And if you can allow that to take place, that means if you're in a corporate situation um, at work, you're going to allow someone to take advantage of you. And you're not going to have what's needed with inside of you to stand up for what's right and stand up for yourself and not tolerate. Uh, if you're pulled over by the police, you're going to allow whatever. If you're in a household with your wife and your kids 
I don't see how with that mind frame, you can stand up and be what you need to be for your family. So it wasn't just that situation for him to allow that to happen affects how his judgment and how he would handle all other situations. Yeah. It's, and I was, I was talking to talking about this with my cousin. It's like, this is equivalent. Um, it's like somebody's telling you you about this because he spit in his hand about two or three times. Mm-hmm. That's like somebody saying, I'm about to shoot you, right? Goes to the car, <laughs> go opens the trunk, p- pulls back the lever and shoots you. Why haven't you ran? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get what I'm saying? Why haven't you ran? And I, I look at it in the deeper context of this, man. And I was a little, I was frustrated and I was, uh, I was heated as well. I was like, well, how can you do this to another black man related or not related or not? I don't care if it's your brother, your cousin, your twin, your uncle, whatever, um, or your frat brother or your, child. <laughs> or your, uh, your yeah, or even your child. How can you do this publicly on national TV? I mean, and, and social media and rub DNA in this man's face and call him a brother. How can you call him a brother? Now, to me, and somebody might say I've taken it a little bit too deep. To me, this is equivalent of being physically castrated. Um, I I didn't know I didn't know that was his brother, but I was like, man, if if it wasn't his brother, I was like, I'm 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 very curious if the man would drop his pants if he asked him. You get what I'm saying? So that's what I, I this the that's the power, that's the issue we need to address here because this the manipulation and brainwashing and this 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 small little little uh uh people gonna say say uh this is wrong, but um this this is this is a small sign of mental false, illness false mental illness and false prophets. You get what I'm saying? Um it starts off small. And people brush it and get under the rug, and then it gets bigger, which I'm going to elaborate later on. So to me, when he did this to this black man, it was like physically castrating him, like the slave owners used to do that back in the days. That was like, man, I'm going to do this in front of everybody. I'm going to pull my pants down, rape you in front of your your wife and your kids so you're not man enough uh, to defend yourself, and everybody sees it. So now everybody saw what has done to you. Now, can this man walk into the walk into a barbershop with any respect? I mean, could I mean, like I said, could he walk into any woman with any woman with any dignity? He can't approach her and ask her for a phone number or anything after seeing this video. Did it was his brother thinking about that? There's so many things that could be we uh, talked about here. Now now, um, me growing up in the church, um, deacons and elders and all that were very big in the, in this in the church and how they play things played out. Um, I don't know what, how this church is, is organized because every church is different, but I'm quite sure he has some leadership there. What should the church leadership do to Pastor Todd after this incident? Because I already know what happened. What happened to me if I had done that? 
if I or anybody I I I seen done that. Immediately after the services, the deacon board should have held a meeting. And then they should have met with him to address the situation. And I feel that he should be removed immediately because what he did was the biggest form of humiliation. Um, We all know if somebody spit on you, what's about to happen? You know, and to use it in any other terminology does not remove the fact that you just put spit on somebody. And so when this man returns to work anywhere, and this is going to be talked about, people will remember, and it was nothing biblical about it. There's no Bible verse that could justify it. You know, and so even when Jesus cured blind and he told him to go wash his face and the scales fell from his eyes. So you can't say you was helping him to see. There was no sane reason he should be com- immediately removed. Because if he's doing this, if he can do this to an adult male, who knows what else he is doing, how he is grooming someone else whether they're an adult or a child and leading them the wrong way that will affect them for the remainder of their lives. Mm. And, and I totally agree with you on, from that standpoint, he wouldn't be able to do, say a prayer at the uh, family reunion <laughs> at the, after that incident, you know what I mean? So he would have been, he'll be silenced indefinitely and, and, and be shut down. Because, like you said, this has nothing to do biblically, and I, and when you think you're trying to line yourself up with, with, with Jesus and stuff like that, when you're spitting in the ground, what next? What's next? You gonna have them walk across the uh, Mississippi River <laughs> and say, <laughs> walk across and, and meet me on the other side? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, but. People gonna say you're you're not being Christ-like. You, you should forgive them and and move on. And I say that I don't know what you want you want to touch on that, but I say to those people, um, uh, I don't I don't I, I don't have to forgive everything. You know, there's some things I forgive you on. Maybe you you, you accidentally screw up my to- my my brand new Nikes or, or something like that. I forgive you for that. I can get some soap or something like that. But, yeah, accident. But this was thought provoked. This was deliberate. This was a, a, a tremendously horrible act that was done in quote unquote in the name of God. And I don't have to forgive somebody for that. Um, I know what I'm saying. Or you can forgive them and you can just you can go somewhere else. But just to continue to tolerate something like that is un, uh, unexplainable. And, and, and I can't I, I can't even fathom uh, even being associated with someone like that. I agree. We tend to be more forgiving to pastors and ministers who claim to have a closer walk than those who have been led astray, 
those that are trying and and trying their best. We're more stern and non-forgiving of those than we are with the ministers who have a closer walk. So that means certain things you shouldn't do because of your close walk. You've learned, you know, you're you're teaching, you're guiding, and you're ministering people on how to walk with one as with Christ. And we're so much more forgiving when they make a mistake versus other members in the congregation. Yeah. Some people will forgive the pastor faster than they forgive they they brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they blood brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh so I totally agree with you on that. Now just the last question before I go into my my rant. Um any last thoughts on Pastor Todd? The matter of fact, we didn't even touch on the congregation. Um, but I'm gonna let you touch on it. Any last thoughts on Pastor Todd, the congregation, and the man that got spat on in this horrible display of worship? Mm-hmm. The pastor, just remove him. Just remove him. Uh, that his brother, the man that was spat on, um, he needs a strong brother to cancel him. The congregation, they need, they need a new leader. If they can't understand what was done wrong, they need to be taught and educated on why this was not acceptable. And we also need to address the issue as to why they thought this was okay. Okay. Okay, then. All right. So thank you for your last thoughts. And I'm going to say my, my piece on this. Um, now, you're going to ask me why I'm not speaking on this. Because to me, his actions this past week are dangerous. And you don't understand the power of manipulation and brainwashing. Then you wouldn't understand. You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't understand where I'm coming from. Um, like I said, used to do ministry for about seven and a half years, um, and when I was doing ministry, I was doing hardcore. I was in the juvenile detention centers. I was at the homeless shelters. Uh, I was doing all that. So I, I, I'm kind of battle tested. So ain't too many uh, ministers can say to me. You know what I mean? I I, I know I'm, I met the smooth talkers. I know the people that are on the, the battlefield. So I know a wankster when I see one. So, um, uh, and it seems like everyone is falling for the galvanizing pretty boy Calvin Klein model minister that speaks about relationships. Um, there's more to life than just that, just relationships. Um, now, the power of brainwashing and manipulation. I want to talk about um, this. One. Let me show, show you a, the power of, of uh, brain uh, uh, brainwashing and manipulation. There was I'm not going to even name the school, but it was a historically HBCU that had a line for a predominantly black sorority. Um, one day, um, it was rumored that 
the big sisters forced the little the girls online to perform a sexual act on them. And these women did this. I believe these women wouldn't 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 by okay bisexual or or gay to that nature, but some of these things that happen on uh, online, uh, these women have been brainwashing. They they trying to obtain three letters across their chest so bad they're willing to do something they normally don't do, and that happened. And why I talk talk about that because hey, I'm in, I was in the fraternity. There's some looking back on it. I'm looking at some things. I was like, man, I would never do that again. Matter of fact, I would never pledge again. If I, if I, if the, if the clock was turned, but that's the power of brainwashing and manipulation. Um, like you said, if this man can do this in front of everybody in the congregation and get away with it to a grown black man, just imagine what he can do to black women. Can you imagine what he can do to little children? If he can do that and get away with it and y'all swept it under the rug. It's time for y'all people to wake up and understand that these pastors are just humans. They're not gods. They're humans. And until you realize that. Then uh, until you realize that you will always be lost. Now, I want to speak to the black men about this. Now. And this is for family members and frat brothers and good friends and whoever I work with. If you're a man and you justify this man's actions and you're still cool with Pastor Todd after this. I'm going to have to say this. I was going to say the B word, but I'm going to just call you a weak ass man. You're weak and you and you you're uh, uneligible to lead anybody. You shouldn't ever have any any family a woman or children to lead where we as men supposed to decipher and have strategic and analytical skills in order in order to to uh, make the uh, the best moves for our family and if you allow if you cool with this and and, and, and rub this under the rug um, i mean sweep this under the rug you're the type of man that will allow these ministers to touch your girl, your daughters in the in appropriate way and say that you should, you should maybe you shouldn't have wore that dress. That dress was too tight. You shouldn't wore them stockings. He wouldn't do nothing like that. Or your son saying these things. Now, you you have not say y'all want to say uh, compare this to to that? No. But the church been quiet so long that the Catholic church has paid billions of dollars in lawsuits. Mm-hmm. It has paid billions of dollars in lawsuits and the church, all they do is turn, they turn the other cheek. I was in Michigan. All you had to do is apply to be a priest. They have them on the do- church door. You want to be a priest? Apply here. <laughs> uh, like I said, I ain't talking, I ain't talking about what I heard. I talking about what I know. I was, like I said, I was on the battleground. I know. Now, not only captive priests, um, we are, especially in the black community, we're always sweeping stuff under the rug. Now, for example, uh, you know, my I used to, I used to have a whole, a whole, a lot of respect for um, this gospel singer, 
And he was known as the godfather of gospel music, James Cleveland. And one day, and uh, I was talking about James Cleveland and the guy from Louisiana, rest his soul, uh, Master Sergeant Johnson, pulled me to the side and said, um, you need to start talking about uh, that reverend. I said, why? Um, he's known for molesting boys. And I looked at him and said, no way he would do something like that. And looked it up, and lo and behold, mm-hmm. I swept under the rug. Or what about uh, Eddie Long? Mm-hmm. He was going to fight that case like David fought the Goliath. Sell out of court. So when y'all going to real still realize and wake up that these men are humans just like you, and that real pe- preachers are in the streets and not in the pulpit all the time with fancy c- garments and nice jewelry. Now, let me p- tell you about the, p- the, 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 the dangerous part about Pastor Todd's actions. If you allow him to get away with this, it can lead to something else. Lead to what, Marcus? Uh, you already talked about rape and child molest, um, being child being molested and stuff. Now, this last guy I'm going to talk about. This my dad was only two. Um, I think my dad was 20 years old when this happened in 1978. The Jonestown Massacre. Now, this flamboyant um, minister out of Indiana that moved to California, or whatever, said he had um, he can he can see uh, see the future, and he was a psychic. Um, he was for integration, convinced everybody, and had a whole bunch of people, especially blacks. To move to move to Jones and move to another country to follow this this crazy nut. And he ended up saying he was the Messiah, and he ended up killing nine hundred people. Three hundred of them were under the age of eighteen. He forced them to drink something with poison in it. All I'm saying, black people, is to wake up. This man's actions is not something you sweep under the rug and just continue to go on with your life. This is a a blatant red flag that could lead to something else if you don't nip it in the bud. Don't know where the church leaders are? They need to nip it in the bud. Because if you can rub DNA on somebody, that's what that was spit is, DNA. Do you know that uh, you can find out what uh, what uh, country in Africa you are from your spit? I found out I'm part Nigerian by doing a DNA test on my grandmother. I'm Fluwani. They did all. They went traced back already four thousand years. So if your spit can go back to four thousand years, what do you think he could do if he if he had a virus on him, coronavirus? I don't know. Maybe I, I'm, I'm maybe too passionate about this. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this. Maybe maybe y'all don't give a damn. Yeah, maybe y'all y'all still like y'all flamboyant, pretty boy Calvin Klein, preach from the pulpit, but don't do nothing in the streets or anything type preachers. 
but but showing uh, false prophets tendencies all day long. I will always, I'll always uh, uh, speak uh, gets wrong. This is wrong. And I hope y'all wake up and, and realize it before, before it's too late. Now, this is Marcus with rebuke. Before I end the show, I always say my slogan. Uh, knowledge is power. Economic freedom is salvation. But if you put the two together, we can build a great nation. This is Marcus with rebuke. And we talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you.